Hi folks, it's The General here with episode 8 of my 59th minute FPL podcast. I'm recording on the 3rd of August, Friday Friday evening, so we're one week away now from the season kicking off. We'll be we'll be sweating this time next week as, as the deadline approaches. So it's good to be back, good to be back in front of the, sitting in front of the microphone again. It, it, it doesn't seem that long ago that I, I did the last one for Game Week 38 last season, so... Time flies by, so I've had a pretty busy summer, um, as most of you know, getting married and going on honeymoon, so it was a nice break from all things FPL. Just got back online properly yesterday, so I'm going to spend spend the weekend catching up um, on everything I've missed, podcasts, articles, things like that. Haven't done any tinkering yet whatsoever. I've still got an auto-picked side, so I've got a week now to get things together. Um, this podcast, it's it's... I'm gonna I'm gonna get a podcast out tonight, and then I'm gonna probably do another one on Tuesday night, um, and then f- from then on for the rest of the season, um, it it'll probably be every Tuesday night then that I'll get a podcast out. So this one's gonna be a little bit different. It's gonna be um, I'm gonna talk about eleven tips for FPL success. My my initial uh, title was was ten tips for FPL success, but then I realised that. The good guys over at Hail Cheaters, Always Cheating, they released a podcast recently um, titled 10 Tips for FPL Success, so I said I'd better go one better and, and do 11, um, but I would recommend listening to that one as well, it's very good, and a great a great bunch of lads, I was I actually met Brandon in, in Glasgow just before I went on honeymoon uh, two weeks ago, so hit them guys up as well, a really good podcast, one of my favourites. So as I said, I'm going to, this podcast is going to be... Um, going to share some of my wisdom which has helped me to to three top 500 finishes in, in the last four years um as i say podcasts from then on will be every tuesday i am going to get on youtube as well this season it's going to be it's going to be a pretty busy week for me next week as i said i'm i'm already kind of chasing my tail trying to catch up on things so i probably won't get on youtube next week but i would like to get on from game week two onwards um and the idea would be every friday night to do a live stream about 9 p.m uk time so keep your eyes out for that as well and i'll I'll keep you up to date on twitter with any developments there i'm going to just jump straight into it so as i said i've got 11 tips here for fpl success these are these are the things that i think have helped me to, to have have my three very good seasons over the last couple of years. Now, you might not agree with every one of them, um, but these are the things that have helped me, um, and I hope you find some of them useful as we head into the new season. I haven't done a great deal of planning for this part. I've just jotted down 1 to 11 on a piece of paper, and I'm just going to expand on each point a wee bit. Podcast should be around half an hour, hopefully not, not too much more than that. Number one... You got to be patient playing FPL. Um, straight, straight up with transfers. We just wait for Friday. Um, wait, wait for Friday. Get all the information that you can before you make your final decision for your team for the weekend. We get, we often get information on Thursdays and Fridays from managers and press conferences and things like that, or or late injuries or, or illnesses and things like that. And it's, it's just pointless making early transfers. Um, without having all the knowledge that, that you need for for the weekend. So I, more often than not, I think last season I would say 90-95% of the time, I didn't make any transfers until Friday night or, or even sometimes on a Saturday morning. Um, as I said, you're just, getting, you're just waiting for all the information, gathering all the information all week, whether it be on Twitter, 
um, on Reddit, things like that, and just listening to, to sports news and, and, and what managers are saying and things like that. Patience as well. Um, you got to be patient when you have a bad game week. I think that's a big one. It's very easy to, to knee-jerk and, and, and think you need to, to act right away after having a bad game week. Um, I know what it can be like on a Sunday evening if, if things have just gone really badly and you're sitting on 25, 30 points. But the best thing to do in that scenario is just log out of the, the site and then just don't log in for a couple of days. Because if you do and you're in a bad mood with what's happened at the weekend, you'll, you'll be, you, might be te- uh, you might end up making early transfers, which is never really a good idea. Yeah, about it for a couple of days and don't let one bad game week you know it's it's only one game week out of 38 and we all have bad game weeks so you just got to be patient and, and just take the bad ones on the chin and don't uh, don't do make any rash decisions um, on sunday nights or or even on mondays so just patience is is number one that's the first thing i've written down um i was going to say something else about patience as well it'll come back to me i'm just going to move on to the second tip which is make your own decisions. It's your team. This is, I think, more more so than ever now. Um, it, it's probably one of the hardest things to do in FPL, especially if you're online uh, and you're on Twitter and Reddit and things like that. There's so much information out there now, and I mean, there's so much good information. Um, but I think you can overdo it as well. You can you can read into too many articles and listen to too many podcasts and things like that, and it, maybe it clouds your own judgment then about what you want to do with your team. So. Something I've been good at um, over the past couple of years is when it comes to Friday evening, um, obviously I've taken all the information on board all week and I'm kind of making up ideas in my head about what I want to do, but then I'll just shut everything off and I'll just sit down for half an hour or an hour and just look at my own team and look at nothing else and just think what's the best decision for me. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll avoid kind of, it's very easy, especially on Twitter um, in the FPL community to, we think that Twitter is the be-all and end-all, but in reality, it's a very, very small percentage of, of the amount of people that play FPL overall. Um, so you, sometimes you feel, you see everyone on Twitter getting a certain player and you think, right, I need to get that player as well. But you do need to remember it as a very small uh, on Twitter who play the game. So make make the decisions that you want to make for your team. Don't always follow the crowd. Um, don't be afraid to be different because... I mean, following the herd in certain circumstances, yes, can be can be a good thing. Maybe, with, for example, with Salah this season, game week one, he's going to be so highly owned. So maybe the smart play might be to just get him in and you know see what happens after a couple of weeks. Then, but as the season goes on, really following the herd, you're you're not going to make any gains. So don't be afraid to be different and and make the decisions that you want to make because at the end of the day, that's what's going to get you ahead of the herd if they pay off. So that's number two. Make your own decisions. It's your team. Number three, something I think that has has helped me um, is is avoiding points hits. I take very few points hits. Um, I make very few transfers altogether over the course of a season. Last season, I finished. I think I finished three hundred and sixty second overall. It was last season, um, and I only took thirty. I only made thirty eight transfers last season. So on average, one a week. Uh, and when it came to points hits last season. I think I took two minus fours and I took one minus eight. So that gives you an idea of how I play the game. Um, and I think the key to avoiding points hits is is good squad management. So in every decision you make, you, you kind of, you're kind of thinking long term about the balance of your squad. Um, 
so squad management you know can help you to make to make less transfers some examples of that like when it comes now to game week one next week i'll be i'll be picking players you know tried and trusted fpl players i won't take too many risks i won't i won't bring any bring in any players who i know may lose their place after a couple of weeks because to me that's a precious transfer that i don't need to use so an example of that maybe would be luke shaw um, at United, there's a lot of people talking about Luke Shaw. You know he's going to play the first couple of games. Uh, obviously that could be great. He's only five million, um, but I would expect you know Ashley Young to come straight back in then at left back. So then you're you're going to be forced into a transfer. You're going to have to get rid of Luke Shaw. So those kind of scenarios, I just don't even go from in the first place because the way I see it is that's a transfer I'm I'm kind of I'm booking in for myself. And 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 even though it's only one transfer out of say thirty eight or forty, every every transfer is precious to me. And I mean. When it comes to the week where I want to get rid of Luke Shaw, there's probably a, a, a more exciting transfer that I w- would want to make, maybe in midfielder attack. And because of because I need to get rid of, rid of Shaw, maybe it won't allow me to get a more exciting player, you know, the, the, the more exciting strikers and, and midfielders. So that's one thing, one way how I minimise my transfers. I don't, I don't bring in players who I know I'm going to have to sell three or four weeks later. I just, I just don't think it's really worth it because, because I do see every transfer as precious. Um, and again, game week one, nailed on players, tried and trusted FPL players. They're the players I'm going to be looking at bringing in. The players I know that 100% are going to play in game week one and going forward as well, who are who should be nailed on for the for for the season. Um, another thing, another thing I do usually game week one, I very rarely bring in players from the promoted sides. Um, I usually just you know. One, because I, I usually don't know an awful lot about the promoted sides because I don't watch the championship, but I kind of just let them, you know, settle in and see how things how things go with them and then maybe bring them in three or four weeks in if, if they if they do hit the ground running and they are making an impression. But I don't like bringing in the championship players, players who've come up from the championship because, you know, they probably haven't played in the Premier League and you don't know how a player's going to adjust. I mean, a player can easily score 25, 30 goals in, in, the, in the championship and then he could struggle to get 10 in the Premier League, it's just a completely different ball game. So that's another thing I do um, to help balance my squad management. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can you can manage your squad as well, which helps to minimise transfer. So I often see managers um, who maybe you know invest a lot of money in their starting eleven, and then some of the bench players might not play. They might have two players, you know, four million or four point five million on their bench who don't even play, um, and I just think that's never really a good idea. I always aim to have 15 players who play because you're always there will be times in the season where you where you need your bench um, and even sometimes it goes all the way you need your third uh, bench player. Um, I remember last season I had Lewis Dunk at one point and he was my third sub um, and two two of my defenders didn't play um, and I ended up my, my third sub came in Dunk came in and he got me 10 points so that's another example of you know People were saying, "Oh, that's lucky! You got ten points from your third sub." But I wouldn't say it's lucky. I say it's good squad management because I knew all three players on my bench played, and if I needed them to come in, that, that there's a possibility of them doing something. Whereas in that scenario, if I had a third, uh, third, uh, you know, my fifth defender was a four million defender who wasn't playing, then obviously I was going to get zero points that week from a third bench player. So there's lots of different ways you can manage your squad well um, to help you avoid point sets. But again, as I say. These tips I'm given are not going to be. Not every one of them is is going to sit well with everyone. 
there's a lot of managers who play very aggressively and take a lot of points at some of the best managers in the world are very aggressive um, and it can work for some people but obviously in my case three seasons in the top 500 and I've taken around 40 transfers or less it's very easy for me to just stick to my trade and uh, trade and trusted strategy um, but again that doesn't mean it's the, the only way to play the game you've got to play the game the way you want to play it and if that's taking hits then then go for it I'll move on to tip number four which is don't obsess over team value I know a lot of managers are you know they like to build their team value um, by making early transfers with the view of later in the season having having more cash to spend on transfers and things like that something I've never done again it kind of ties in with with leaving uh, with the patience one uh, waiting until Friday for to make your transfers and um, I'm, I'm never too worried about price rises and price falls I, I'm quite happy to take a price fall on a player or two during the week um, just to have all the information I want for the weekend um, to make my transfers I think I, I don't have it written down here but off the top of my head last season my, my team value was probably around 104 at the end of the season um, so not very high and it, it's been like that for the last couple of seasons it's something I rarely you know I do I do keep an eye on the price changes um, and there's two websites I'm going to mention as well that you should keep an eye on it's, uh, for the price changes. Uh, Fancy Football Fix is uh, number one and then the other one I use is FPL Statistics. So I, I do tend to keep an eye on those two but it's mainly for things like if I have a transfer in mind for the weekend and it, you know it's Tuesday or Wednesday and I know that to make that transfer when I do it that I'll only have you know I'll have 0.0 in my bank then and if either or rises or falls that I'm not going to be able to make the transfer that's the only time really I use the, the price changes to, to make an early transfer if it's a player I 100% want to get in um, and I need to act early because they could price me out and that, that's the only time I would make an early transfer and again with early transfers if I'm bringing in a player I, I want to make sure that he's not playing any you know European games or cup games during the week as well because um, it's just too risky to bring in a player if, if they've got a, a game during the week where they could get injured in or, or suspended so that's the thing that's tip number four uh, don't uh, keep an eye on the price changes but don't obsess over over your team value um, tip number five this is something I've done over the past few years and I think it's very helpful it's maintaining a watch list on the FPL website so on the FPL website you can you can create a watch list so what I do every week is First of all, going into game week one now, I'll, I'll have a, quite a big watch list. There'll probably be about 50 players on it, 50 or 60 players that, that are in the running for my game week one team. And then as you know, game week one, game week two, game week three rolls around, after each game week, I, I, I jump into my watch list and I update it. So what I do is I'll go through each of the 20 Premier League teams on the FPL website and the players that you know I'm interested in, Who've, who are playing well, who are scoring the points, I'll add them to my watch list. And then on the other hand, the players who I've got on my watch list, if I'm no longer interested in them or if they've picked up an injury or a suspension, I'll just remove them from my watch list then. So when it comes to Friday then and when, I, when I'm going to make my transfers, rather than having to scroll through all the teams and players on the site, I just jump into my watch list where there's, you know, 25, 30, 35 players, whatever it is. And they're the, they're the, the core players that I'm interested in. Um, and that's where I'll make my transfers from. Um, 
so I, I just I just find that very useful um, I don't know if a lot of people do that or is that just me but I do think having a watch list and updating it weekly it can it can help especially it, it saves time for one uh, when it comes to a Friday you've got your watch list you've got the players you're interested in and they're all in one place um, but I do think it is a good idea Tip number six is the eye test. So the eye test has always been number one for me. Uh, and when I say eye test, it means, you know, picking a player based on what I've seen from watching watching a full 90-minute match as opposed to maybe, you know, looking at stats and just match of the day and things like that. I've been quite lucky over the last couple of years that I've been able to watch an awful lot of football um, watch as many 90 minutes of the Premier League games as I can because match of the day is great. But it is just a very small portion of the game, and you know you don't see things that you would see when you watch the game. Um, so watch. I would tend to try and get. I usually get three or four games every weekend, and I'll watch ninety minutes of it. And what I'll do when I'm watching the game as well, I'll just switch off Twitter and I'll put my phone down and I'll, and I'll watch it because I think nowadays we're all we're all on the on the mobile phones, and you know you can easily just get distracted from the game, and then you're going to miss things. Um, but eye test has always been number one for me. Again, there, I mean, there's so many stats out there and articles, and you can you can go deep into them. But I think there's there's nothing better than just watching a game, ninety minutes, um, and judging players for yourself. You know, you're almost you When I'm watching a Premier League game now, I watch it much differently than I did, you know, ten years ago when I was younger. When I watch a Premier League game, I'm analysing everything from a with my you know FPL glasses on. Um, I'm scouting. I'm basically scouting for players for my own team. Um, and what I find with you know watching a game as opposed to maybe match of the day, you'll see certain scenarios that you won't see on match of the day. You know, there might be a striker you know going through on goal, and you know he blasts it wide. But if he had a you know you might see a player to the left or to the right of him, and he could have played him in, and he would have got a goal. So I'll be thinking right that player's getting into good positions. You know, if only his striker laid it off to him, there you go, six FPL points or whatever it is. Um, Again, with with watching a game in ninety minutes, set pieces. You know, you get to see what teams are doing with set pieces, what players are targeting, again and again for set pieces. So you you can factor that into your decisions in as well. Um, some people, some I've had this debate quite a few times on on Twitter with people saying, you know, I always say, you know, watch as much football as you can. You know, it'll give you an edge. Um, and some people will argue that you know you actually don't need to watch any Premier League games to 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 do well in FPL, and that, that is true as well. I mean, you can. You can do well from just looking at the stats and things like that, but for for sure in my case, um, I know for a fact that if I haven't watched, if I hadn't watched as much football as I ha- have done over the last couple of years, that I wouldn't have the FPL ranks that I have. Um, I just think that watching the games really, really can give you an edge, um, and it just tells you, can, you know, you learn things that you won't see in the stats or you won't see on match of the day. So that's tip number six: the eye test. Watch as much as you can, even if it means. I do it sometimes. If, if I'm not going to see a game, I'll just record it. Um, even if I know the score, I'll just watch back. I'll watch the 90 minutes back to, to see what I can take out of it for my for my FPL uh, plans. Tip number seven is plan ahead. So you've, you've got to you've got to look ahead with every decision you make. You know, there's no point bringing in a player. If, you know, bringing in a player, for, you know, just for example, if he's playing playing for Huddersfield, he, you know, he's banging form. Um, and if he's playing someone like, you know, Cardiff next week, 
there's no point bringing him in if he's got you know Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Spurs in his next four games. So don't just look ahead to the next game week. Look you know four, five, six weeks ahead, um, and, and you know base that on. Then is it worth bringing in that player for you know for the next couple of weeks? Plan ahead as well. Later in the season, it's more important when it comes to you know blank game weeks and double game weeks. You got to know what's coming around the corner, and you got to you've got to be prepared for that. So that's quite an easy one, quite a straightforward one, forward one. Just plan ahead with with every decision you make. Um, look ahead to the fixtures, and make sure you know what's coming up. Tip number eight is be flexible. Be flexible and be open to new ideas. So with FPL, every season is different. So you kind of got to feel the season out for the first few weeks and, and you know, see how things are shaping up. Um, you kind of almost got to forget about everything that happened last season. and just It's just like a clean slate. Um, you're going to have different players and different teams performing you know, better and worse than last season. Obviously, we know there are tried and trusted FPL players, but when it comes to the season in general, you know, Every FPL season does differ, um, and you just kind of got to feel it out. And that's why I would say be flexible. You know, after the first couple of weeks, you'll kind of get an idea of which teams and, and players are kind of going to be to the fore. Um, so you, you know, don't be don't be set in stone in your in your plans or your strategy. You got to kind of be flexible. And I guess the the flexibility as well could be with you know formation. I I was always I was always a big man for three four three, and never ever you know. I was always three four three. I never tried any other formations, but then in the last maybe two or three seasons, I've been more flexible and more open to new ideas, and I ended up playing three five two quite a lot. So you kind of got to, again, you know, some seasons you'll have all, all the midfielders are firing. Maybe this season we'll have all the strikers firing, and, and you know that'll kind of determine your your formation then. So don't go into the season saying, like I get questions on Twitter, what formation are you going to play this season? And you just can't answer that because we don't know what players or what positions you're going to be to the fore. So you've got to be flexible. Um, the best way to do that is to have a balanced squad where you can kind of... I, I know probably second half of last season I was kind of going between 3-4-3 three, three and 3-5-2. Three, so don't be too uh, set in stone on your on your formation. So there may come a point in the season where you need to, to adjust things there. With that, with that tip of being flexible and open to new ideas, again, don't be stubborn. Um, it's very easy to be stubborn in FPL, especially with certain players and teams. If they, if they tr- like, for a, if certain players troll you over and over again, it's it's going to be very hard to to get them back in. You just you're going to have a hatred towards them, and I had I have that with. Uh, thankfully, he's gone from the league now, Diego Costa, um, and and I had Hazard last season as well. But I mean. If Hazard's in the still in the Premier League when next week rolls around, I mean, I just got to forget about all that. As I say, it's a clean slate every season with every team and every player. Um, so you you can't be stubborn like that. I remember one instance when when Leicester won the league, uh, Jamie Vardy was banging in the goals all season, and I was very very stubborn. I just had it in my head that you know what, he's not going to keep it going. He's going to surely he's, the, the goals are going to dry up soon, and but they didn't. And I was very, very stubborn, and I didn't get him in at all. Um, it was actually my best ever season, but that was one thing I remember about that season was refusing to get Jamie Vardy just out of pure stubbornness. And I think that's very important with FPL. You can't be stubborn. If a player's firing, even if you don't like him, you just got to get on him. Tip number nine, be boring. Again, 
not not it's not I don't the way I play the game it's not very exciting it is very boring you know I, I wait till Friday I don't take points hits I make the obvious moves get the obvious players but it's effective um, it's been very effective for me be boring make the obvious moves don't try to be too clever um, that's all I really have to say about that one uh, I, I hear it a lot on, on podcasts and articles things like that you know the best managers in the world they often mention the word boring um, yes it's a game and we would love it to be exciting but for me uh, to be effective and, and to get a good rank you, you've got to be boring Number 10, you have to forget about your allegiances when it comes to FPL. So I'm a Man U fan, but when it comes to managing the FPL team and, and making transfers, I, I just have to forget about that. I very often see that on Twitter. You know, People say me rate my teams, and it's you can almost guess which team they support by, by just looking at the players. You know, you, you'll get a Spurs fan, and they'll have three Spurs players, or West Ham, they'll have two or three West Ham players. You just you got to put that aside with FPL. Um, as I said, I'm a Man U fan and I've had very few United players in my team over the last couple of seasons. And looking at it again this season for game week one, I'd say I'm, I'm probably only going to have one max, um, which is probably going to be a defensive player because I just I really hate Mourinho. Um, people will know that from following me on Twitter. I really, really don't like the man. Um, but he's just a, he's a very defensively minded coach and United just aren't the attacking force we used to be we don't play exciting open expansive football um, and when it comes to FPL and, and Man United in particular you've got to be looking at their goalkeeper or their defence um, so that's that's point number 10 forget about your allegiances put them aside when you're making your FPL decisions last tip number 11 have fun don't take the game too seriously. This is probably one of the hardest things to do is not take the game too seriously and I, and I have definitely been guilty of this over the last couple of seasons. I was a lot better last season actually um, not taking the game too seriously. If I have a bad game week, I was I was kind of better last season at not letting it get to me or affect my mood. Um, if you take the game too seriously and you do let it frustrate you, you're, you're more likely then to, to make rash decisions. I think that's the big one. Um, if you can just enjoy the game and just take the bad game weeks on the chin and just log out of the site for a couple of days and come back when you've when you've calmed down, that that is a big one as well. Um, just have fun. It is a game at the end of the day, so don't don't let it don't let it uh, affect your emotions uh, too much. So that's it. Eleven tips for FPL success. Um, hopefully, you find some of them useful. Um, let me know what you think as well. If there's any you don't agree with or different opinions send me a tweet at fpl general on twitter um, and i'll get back to some of those as well i'm always interested to hear the thoughts of others as well about the podcast before i wrap things up uh just a reminder i'll i'll be back on ch- most likely tuesday with with another podcast before game week one um, and that podcast i'll look i'll look at I look at players and teams for game week one and I'll give you an idea of what my thoughts are and what my team's going to look like for game week one. Um, what else was I going to say before I go? In relation to this podcast, I had thought about it during the summer, um, maybe expanding it to get guests on. Um, but the more I thought about it, I kind of like I kind of like doing a solo one. Um, it kind of makes it different from the others and it's it's just easier for me as well. 
you know, I just I just record this now and I upload it. I don't do any editing, so it, it doesn't take up uh, any of my you know any of my time. And you know, I can do it whenever I want. You know, I don't have to organize. You know, getting guests on and stuff like that. So what I'm going to do this season is I am going to keep it a solo podcast every Tuesday. Try to keep it short, about half an hour, because um, I know you don't want to listen to me for too much longer than that. And what I'll do then is I'll 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 continue doing guest appearances on the other podcasts. You know. That's another reason why I, I didn't, you know, expand this one. Yeah, there's just so many good, really good podcasts out there already that I listen to, and I just didn't want to really add another one into the mix. So my podcast will be a solo podcast. It'll be nice and short, to the point, uh, every Tuesday. And as I said, I'm hoping to get on YouTube then on Friday nights uh, for, for maybe live streams about one hour about one hour long. Um, as I said, probably won't get one next week, but... I will try and do some kind of live stream next week, whether it be on you know, Periscope or even on YouTube or something like that, but keep an eye on Twitter for that. As I say, I'll be back on Tuesday. Um, those of you who follow me on social media as well might be aware that I've set up a Patreon for this season as well. So all the details about that, you can find them at patreon.com forward slash FPL general. And again, any questions you have about that, just send me a message on Twitter or you can send me an email at thefplgeneral at gmail.com. So that's me Friday night. I'm I'm off to do a bit of tinkering now because as I said, I've my team's still an auto picked side. I've got a lot of catching up to do, haven't been away for the last couple of weeks. Um so by the time Monday, uh, Tuesday rolls around, I'll 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 be able to give you a lot more uh, insight into what I'm doing for the season ahead. Enjoy your enjoy your weekend. Try not to fry your brain too much with the with the tinkering. Um I would actually just say wait until after the community shield on sunday and then then start your tinkering because i think that's going to tell us a lot um man city and chelsea definitely two teams i'm looking at if you know getting maybe at least two players from each side for game week one so we're lucky that it's those two sides that are in the community shield so we can get a bit of insight into maybe how they're going to set up for the season ahead um but knowing pep guardiola he'll just he'll just troll us the team he the team he plays on on, on sunday he'll, he'll change it all around then next weekend but Looking forward to that on Sunday. Um, So as I say, enjoy your weekend and I'll be back on Tuesday with another episode.